Hello, we're back. Welcome to Hot Shots, the podcast about women learning to play football. I'm CJ and our team is Hot Women FC, the hotties, currently WFH, working from home. I'm Kate and it's been a while since our last episode and we're still locked down and socially distanced, so that means no playing or watching football for now. It's been tough. But in this episode, we're going to be talking about the Hotties May fundraising challenge, which has brought us all together and invoked our team spirit in an effort not only to stay fit, but also raise some funds for a great cause. Yeah, we chose RISE, the Brighton-based domestic abuse charity, as our cause, and we'll be talking to their community fundraising officer, Alex Hales, about how the pandemic has affected the charity. And we'll be chatting to an honorary hottie on a roof in India to find out how she's participating in our group challenge. Yeah, sounds pretty tough. So before all of that, what else has been going on? It's been difficult staying in touch with people, really, without our weekly game, isn't it? I tell you what, though, there's fewer injuries. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) Every cloud. But it has been good to have, um, you know, we've had a fortnightly quiz on the internet which has worked quite nicely it's really been really nice to see people's faces and have a little chat keep in touch with some of the hotties doing that and amy's a super host oh my goodness not just super goalkeeper yeah wow she's rocking it host yeah oh i tell you something else that Mm -hmm. happened today that i saw on twitter was a friend of the pod and friend of the hotties carol bates from crawley old girls she had a challenge which was to do 20 keepy uppies before her 54th birthday today she smashed it she's done 25 whoa hey. congratulations that's brilliant <laughs> really oh i haven't seen that her. yet i'll look for that it was interesting because you could see her just getting better and better every time because she kept on posting videos i love it well done oh and football wise the fa's all closed down the grants that we've applied for every all that's on hold euro games are postponed liverpool still haven't won the league so it's all a little bit damp squibby isn't it it's all a just bit like, miserable for just not like having liverpool football to play two games and then you know that's all they need well we need everything to sort of open up don't we so then we don't mm. have to eat so much sourdough <laughs> Your lockdown challenge seems to be like making lots of sourdough bread. Oh, well, I'm living the cliche. I've been baking sourdough, doing probably a jigsaw a week. But also, you know, you always mock me for my fitness. Mock. You do mock me. You know, you keep saying, oh, when are you going to go out running? I've started a Couch to 5K programme. Week four, I'm on and I haven't stopped running every other day. You're you're getting a real buzz off it, aren't you? I love it. You and your pal Michael Johnson. Yeah. (laughs) Running around the streets of Brighton. What does he say? You got this. (laughs) (laughs) It's brilliant. And you have. Yeah, he's hoping. (laughs) Anyway, so we talk about this challenge. Yeah, what's it all about? Well, again, it's another thing to keep our team sort of together and to keep us all in touch, keep the community strong. And so we decided it'd be great to have a challenge that keeps us all fit and keeps us active and motivates us because... Although it's been great to get out and do running whilst we're locked down, you know, it's good to have something to motivate you and, you know, to actually aim for. So we've got hotties running, walking, cycling and even roller skating, something between 30 and 180 kilometres each throughout May. And collectively, we're aiming to cover 1500 kilometres by the end of May. Our challenge, we've called it the Hotties K's in May. That's brilliant. Love it. And my contribution to that total is 100k running, if my knees allow. Yeah, your knee that you had an operation on. Mm, It might need a second. Oh, God, no. (laughs) No, not allowed. Yeah, so I've 
recently got back into running, as I said, and I signed up initially for 50 kilometres running, but I adjusted that recently just so our numbers were nice and round <laughs> and also to set myself for even more of a challenge. Yeah, but you've been getting into it, haven't you? So what are your numbers? 65k. 65. Okay, so we have an enormous target from Buffy, Erin's partner, who's going for 180k running. And I think she's probably done most of that already. I think she has. We did have to um, check that she didn't think she had to do 1500k in May all by herself. (laughs) She's a machine. (laughs) Yeah. Erin's doing 75. Yeah. Andrea is doing 100 as well. And Sarah is doing Sarah's in India. Yeah. She's going to be doing the 100. I, I think Andrea's done a couple of 10Ks already, so she's making good progress. She said she's never done a 10K before this month. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really good. Who else is doing 100? We've got a few people. We've got Holly. She's going to do 100. And Rebecca is doing 100 walking and running. Good honour. Yeah. And Katie. I wonder how many keepy-uppies she's on. Yeah, because Katie was saying I, she was doing... She was in the garden keepy-uppies. 20-odd keepy-uppies. And yeah, she, I wonder if she's working on yeah. that still. I'm sure she is. We'll check in on her. Zoe was doing 100 walking. Nikki, coach Nikki, she's doing 50k roller skating, which I just think is awesome. Yeah, she's got some of those um, classic four-wheel roller skates, which look great. I don't know a roller skate from... Well, they're not Anything. blades. You know, most roller skates, or I guess then they're called blades, aren't they? <laughs> that was funny when you said to me, yeah, you said uh, she's got those four-wheeled roller skates. and uh, Like they were this really ancient thing. And I was going, what, like the ones you strap onto your shoes? <laughs> they're not that old. No, not quite. Not that old. Adele's doing 50K. Is that in her new slippers? <laughs> No, so she started running, but she had a bit of an injury and so she switched to cycling, but she's hoping to go back to running at some point. She smashed her 50k already. Oh, we can up our target then. Oh my goodness. Yeah, maybe Adele's a (laughs) (laughs) 50-50. Ali J, she's doing 30k walking. Yeah, good. Mash 50k, she's walking 50k with her big jar of lemon curd. Well, she's walking and running. With the lemon curd? With the lemon curd in her bum bag. (laughs) <laughs> nice Steph was the first one to take up the challenge She's doing 100 Was she the first? Yeah, she's the first one to get back in the WhatsApp group And then Sarah and Tess They are possibly the youngest hotties in the group They're doing 50k running each They keep updating with their totals Which is brilliant Yeah, I do miss everyone Oh, Kirsty, Kirsty, who's the uh, invisible hottie <laughs> The invisible she hottie Invisible hottie Kirsty. She's doing 100 What makes her invisible? Well, we never see her. (laughs) Maybe we can uh, bring her along to a few football sessions once we're out of lockdown. Once she's done her 100k running, she'll be fit as a fiddle. (laughs) So collectively, we're fundraising for Rise UK, which is a Sussex-based domestic abuse charity. We spoke to Alex Hales, the community fundraising officer from Rise, and she started by telling us what the acronym Rise stands for. So RISE stands for Refuge, Information, Support and Education. And we're the domestic abuse charity for Brighton and Hove. So can you tell us a little bit more about what RISE does and the services that it offers? We offer refuge services where people can stay in a safe, anonymous location. We also offer a helpline service where people can call up and get information and advice. Our caseworkers help people on a day-to-day basis to leave their perpetrators and get their lives back together. We also offer group therapy services and individual therapy for predominantly women and children. 
I think most people will have heard recently in the media about how lockdown has made this worse for many victims. Are you receiving more calls for help? Yeah, it's really sad. People are calling it intimate terrorism is now the phrase that people are using because these people are isolated with their perpetrators, which is obviously like the rest of us kind of complain about being isolated at home, but there's a difference between being bored and being persecuted. And we've seen more than a 50% increase in our helpline calls. So it's, yeah, it's really gone up. And that's just when people feel like they are brave enough to pick up the phone, which is often the hardest thing to do. So how can RISE help people in this situation when it's lockdown? It's really hard. What we do want to do is make it really, really clear that our services are very much still operating. We're a bit concerned that people might think that they're not because of social distancing and the fact that we're not in the office but our services very much are still operating so we have the helpline and we've actually got more people on the helpline the caseworkers are still working just they're working remotely and we're also all launching a live chat service really soon so that people will be able to talk during isolation without sort of feeling like they're being overheard or watched over so it sounds very much like your services are increasing how has your funding been affected by the coronavirus crisis? Yeah, so that's a really tricky one because we predominantly brought in our funding through our flagship events, which obviously events are not very much on the menu at the moment. We have an 8K run for women in the Undercliff at Brighton in October, and then we were due to have our heroes run where people dress up as superheroes, and that was going to take place this weekend. Unfortunately, neither of these are taking place, so we're having to kind of think outside the box a bit and look into digital and remote fundraising, which is obviously a challenge and kind of uncharted territory, but we're trying to think of um, some exciting things to do. What does that mean exactly, digital and remote fundraising? So, for example, a couple of weeks ago, we launched our first online pub quiz, which went really, really well. We raised nearly £900 from that. Also, we're launching a creative competition really soon where people are going to be asked to send in poems, short stories and pieces of artwork. And then these are going to be judged by, we've got Alexandra Hemingsley, who is a local author, and Rosie Carrick, who's a local poet. And then the prize is going to be to win like a sort of mentoring session with this person. And when people enter their creative piece, they're going to pay a donation, which will all go towards providing our services. Have you found that people are more willing to give time and effort to the charity? Actually, yes, which is really nice. I think there's a small worry that it's a bit like the kind of puppy for Christmas kind of thing. It's like, because it's so highlighted and it's such a predominant feature in the news at the moment, I think it's garnering a lot of attention. And it's really amazing that it's getting the attention specifically because the rates are going up. But then this is also something that people are dealing with a lot outside of the coronavirus. So it's great to have our cause highlighted, but it is something that is is very much a problem all of the time. I was aware of Rise before because I have actually done the Undercliff run. But the media coverage did prompt us, I think, to choose Rise for our new challenge, which is the K's in May challenge for the hotties. So far, we're only 11 days into the challenge. We had yeah. a £500 target, which was obliterated. And, now we, and then we reset it to 1500 And then we've gone through that okay. as well. So That's we're doing amazing. really so, well. People is really kind of, yeah. you know, people have really kind of appreciated so, the charity and, and want to kind of support it. So the funds that we raise, what kind of thing will they go towards? They will go towards the services, which include the refuge, which is the safe accommodation, the helpline. We have volunteers on the helpline, but we've expanded that. And then we've got somebody in charge of the volunteers. 
and then we're still offering the therapy the casework and the live chat which is going to be launching soon and is there anything else that you'd like people to be made aware of for anybody who's listening who is having any problems at home of this nature we wanted to make it clear as well that there's something called the 55 silent solution some people think that if you actually make a 999 call but you don't say anything there's this idea going around that the police will come regardless that actually isn't true so you are given an option on the phone to put 55 in if you can't speak but you need somebody to come because it's an emergency and then also briefly we're actually launching our first campaign really soon um, which is to protect survivors anonymity in the press because there's been a few incidents where people have fleed their perpetrator and then their names have been published in the local newspaper which is actually it's a really dangerous situation and a lot of good journalists won't do it but some of them do it on the grounds that they can but we Mm. are launching a campaign so that that won't be possible anymore so we're really really excited about that lastly if any of our listeners are in need of help and need to get in touch with rise uk how would they go about doing that our website is riseuk.org.uk and we've got the get help section which they can find out everything that they need to know we've also got our helpline which is available on 01273 622 eight to eight and it's open from nine till five monday to friday or alternatively they can contact us online via the portal if it's not a safe situation to be talking on the phone thank you alex thanks very much for your time thank you very much that was alex hales from the sussex-based charity rise uk it's pretty eye-opening hearing from her and i'm really glad that we're supporting such an important charity and if you'd like to donate to our challenge fundraising for Rise, please visit justgiving.com and search for HWFC. That's HWFC standing for Hot Women FC. Well, I've got some Ks to cover uh, after we finish the recording this, which I'm not really looking forward to. But spare a thought for our honorary hottie, Sarah, who is putting in the Ks on a sweltering rooftop in Bijapur, Chhattisgarh, India. I work for Médecins Sans Frontières. So we work in healthcare over here in the jungles of Chhattisgarh. So I've been here since January. And usually when we don't have a lockdown, we can run around the village and there's sort of a 10k perimeter that we're allowed to run. Not that I ever have run 10k, by the way. (laughs) Obviously with the lockdown, where it's been quite strictly enforced, so we're not able to do that. So I was trying to exercise in my room and it was all getting a little bit boring. So uh, we have a roof terrace, which is not enormous, but enough to run around. My colleague said to me, normally we walk to our office. So she was like, why don't we go up at like 7.30 in the morning and walk for 15 minutes as if we're walking to the office and then at lunchtime. And so we started doing that. And then I was speaking to my sister, who is an original hottie. <laughs> yeah, that's Angia, isn't it? Who's actually been on the pod a couple of times. She has, and I've listened to her, and it's fantastic. First of all, she was just telling me that she goes running all the time, and I was like running on my roof. And she was like, oh, yeah, I ran 5K. And then I was like, OK, I'll, I'll try. And so I've been kind of following her like a sheep. And then she was like, oh, 7K, 8K. And I was like, better off my game She's such a show here. off. So there's a family competitive element to this. 
I'll just say that Andrea is the sporty one, or I'll say actually I'm the musical arty one. (laughs) Okay, well, look, why don't you describe your roof space to us? It is about 40 square metres, and in the middle there's like a table and chairs. So it's concrete and it's pretty unstable, the ground. We're one of the only roof spaces, so when you go up there, you're very visible to everybody. So do you have like a crowd supporting you from the village? (laughs) There she goes. Go, Sarah. Go, Sarah. I don't know if they're supporting me or if they're just looking at me in sheer (laughs) horror. So the kids there every day shout at me, what are you doing? And I say, I'm running. And then they laugh. And the parents are often sitting cooking outside and looking at me running around with my big tomato face. (laughs) Sarah, has being part of the challenge made it easier for you to motivate yourself in a very difficult situation it absolutely has yes and just having that community uh, knowing that everyone else in Brighton which is my sort of second home and knowing so many of you and just I mean for for Andrea I can visualize her run down through the park and along the seafront and so I know all those areas so I can visualize that as I'm running <laughs> around my roof. You were saying before um, that you haven't ever done a 10k so are you brand new to running yes I am I mean safe to say that I I didn't really do any sport until about five years ago and then I joined this very posh gym in Dublin which I thought oh well maybe if they give me fluffy towels and provide me with fancy shampoo maybe I'll start going to the gym which I did and then when I've been away working I'm kind of used to being locked down because the environments in which I work tend to be in conflict areas and so we never really have much freedom anyway so you get a bit creative I haven't really been a runner before let's see I mean I definitely still don't think myself as a runner that's pretty impressive that as a relative newcomer to uh, running you've put yourself down to do 100 k's in May so how are you getting on what progress are you up to now I've done 42 k so far wow. wow and we're only we're only 11 days into May that's impressive I know and actually I was a bit of a latecomer to the the hotties case in May so I arrived on the Sunday the 3rd um, and I'd already had a bit of a cracking first and second and third at that point so I had a good start. How often are you running then? My aim at first was well if you break it down basically say four weeks 25k a week 5k five days a week and then I thought "Mm, that's a bit boring so why don't I push for a seven and a half k and then one day I can kind of have an easier 3k mix it up a bit I change directions so I don't have one leg longer than the other yeah Um, (laughs) so say you're doing 5k how many laps of your roof would that be so 5k is 300 laps of the roof (laughs) oh my goodness and how do you keep track Andrea bought me a Fitbit and I thought I won't really use that because I'm not really going anywhere but she was like well it might motivate you to do some steps and I was like well maybe and I'm absolutely addicted to it but you know it has like this GPS tracker but if you could imagine it it just have the same roof round and round (laughs) big scribbly line going round like it would be such a thick scribbly line so Sarah what's the hardest thing about trying to run 100 kilometers on a rooftop 
every time I start, I think 5K sounds, it's like it's never going to end. People say to me, oh, once you put your trainers on and you get to the gym, then that's half the battle. I'm like, I don't agree with that at all, actually. You get to the roof. <laughs> yeah, that's when my battle begins, like, and it gets worse. <laughs> so, I mean, there's light at the end of the tunnel after maybe 70% of the run is done. Yeah, because mentally it must be a really tough challenge as well because of the boredom aspect. It's extremely boring. But my housemate here, Elodie, she comes up and walks around the roof and sometimes we have a bit of a chat. Oh, so she'll walk around while you're running around? Exactly, yeah. Does it get a bit crowded? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a busy rooftop. Um... (laughs) And are you two entering into some competitions once lockdown is over? (laughs) I know it's I mean I just love it and I love our whatsapp group and checking in on the on the just giving and of course the fact that we're doing it for such a good cause that definitely motivates me as well you know you just think we're actually doing this for something really meaningful so it helps enormously being part of this group and this together apart attitude that I think we all need to have at the moment. Oh that's great. We get on the news a little bit about India that it's been quite Mm. a difficult lockdown. Can you describe a little bit about how the lockdown's been in India? It started kind of scaling down a bit from mid-March and then from 23rd of March we were put into a an all-country lockdown. So first of all, it was for three weeks and then extended by another three weeks and then extended by another two weeks. Did I hear right that the off-licenses have reopened? The off-licenses have reopened, yes. And I'm not going to lie, it was a happy day. It really was. (laughs) That doesn't fit with your training regime, though. (laughs) Do you know what? It really doesn't. But I think I'm living a bit like a saint at the moment. Because uh, we don't really have any treats here. Our supplies have been cut off. So we don't really have coffee or chocolate or cheese, you know, or any of these sort of things. Blimey, that must be a struggle. Well, I think we're going to have to put together a hottie care package, aren't we? And yeah. uh, get that sent to you when things calm down. A hottie care package would be amazing, but we haven't had any post. So uh, Andrea sent something on 20th of March, which hasn't arrived also my mum and it was my birthday last month so some of my family sent presents so I have a feeling that they're probably stuck in a warehouse still in the UK but when they do arrive I'm going to have books and chocolate coming out my ears. Thank you very much for talking to us and thank you so much for becoming an honorary hottie whilst you're there and running running this K's in May challenge with us it's really great to have you on board with us and and all your fundraising efforts and all your kilometers thank you so much have a great day good luck to sarah that's probably the hardest hottest 100k of all and good luck to all the other hotties participating in our fabulous k's in may challenge that's it for this edition of hot shots i'm cj thanks for listening and if you like what you hear then why not subscribe and give us a rating I'm Kate, and if you want to donate to our fundraising page, you can find it at justgiving.com and search for HWFC. That's HWFC, standing for Hot Women FC. And you can also find out more about the charity we're supporting at riseuk.org.uk. You can tweet us at HotshotsKick. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time. And remember, you're, you're never, never too old, old to be a hotshot. Hot shot.